Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Reddick. And this week, we are going to be talking about transition times. So there's tricky times at the beginning and end of day where you're transitioning from you taking care of the child to the parents or vice versa. And for that, I have a wonderful guest. She's been here before. She's a, a podcast favorite, Leah Friars. Hi, Hi, Leah. Hello. Glad to be back. Glad to have you. This subject uh, is one that I asked you to do in particular because it's something that you've been somewhat struggling with Definitely. finding methods to to help with these transition times, especially Definitely. end of day. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that. That sounds great. But let's start with beginning of day. Okay. Uh, which I think is the slightly easier of the two. Definitely. Because there's, for all of my nanny families, beginning of day, there's more of a definite like leave time. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it's it has to happen yes. <laughs> by a certain time. Yes. So if you get there at 730 Usually the parents are out the door like 745 Mm -hmm. at the latest. So it's a lot quicker and more cut and dry. Definitely. There's an easier routine in the morning for sure. Yes. I completely agree. And usually the kids are like still waking up. So they're more (laughs) they're processing things. But for kids, because the one or one of the main tricky areas for the beginning of the day is kids who suffer from separation anxiety. Yes. There's potential that that uh, can lead to a really tricky morning. Yeah. And I've also had the situation where the kid is still sleeping and the parents have to leave and they just aren't sure if they should wake the kid up to say goodbye to them or let them wake up on their own and kind of figure out that their parents aren't there anymore. Right. And no matter how long you've been nannying for this family, they still, the kids still get upset that their parents aren't there. So Every fi- freaking time. Yeah. <laughs> so figuring out like how to even transition that when they're not there. Right. And you have to come up with the transition on your own. Yeah. Without them being there. Which have you had ways that that has gone well? Yeah. So normally like our transitions go, we do, we have like these handshakes and like little waves that we do out the window to their parents when they're leaving, which usually works uh, very well. And then they know that, okay, the parent's gone. Like now we're moving over. Let's play with what we're playing with. But there are those times when, like I said, the kid hasn't woken up yet. 
So he comes downstairs. I have nanny for two boys, so I'm going to use the he pronouns. Um, <laughs> Fair. Just clarifying. Uh, he'll come downstairs and ask for his mom, and his mom's not there. And I have to say, like, she had to go to work, but she loves you and misses you, and she'll be back. And he just is beside himself. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time we'll do, like, videos or make little pictures. Like, I have apps on my phones where you can edit photos and like write things on them or snapchat has also been huge shout out to snapchat yes. it's been a huge lifesaver for those like down times like that where we can like put on silly faces and wigs and you know whatever it, it's going to make you look like and send a video to the mom to let them know that we're thinking about them also to the dad too yes. uh, we're thinking <laughs> we're thinking about you like we we're sad that you weren't here this morning but it's going to be okay and then Usually the mom will send a text back. She can't usually like send a video or right. a picture, but a text back like laughing or saying something sweet to the kid so that he knows that it's going to be okay. Mommy's coming back. Grownups always come back. Daniel Tiger, shout out. What, what? Yes. Um, Love Daniel Tiger. Yeah, we do a lot of those songs too. Daniel yeah. Tiger's been super helpful for <laughs> transition times. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, and then with the phone, another thing that I have done is if you, on an iPhone, if you mm-hmm. turn it sideways, it turns to that like picture where you can draw oh, something. Oh, yeah. That's pretty new, but I've let the kids draw a picture and sent that picture to the parents. Oh, that's nice. And uh, that's a really easy way that the kids are like, I'm, you know, contributing because sometimes with kids that are so young, they can't text. So Snapchat's a great thing too, but they can't like text what they want to say. And so a lot of the time they don't want to say anything. Right. They just like want the hug or whatever it is. Um, So, you know, some days are easier than others. Some days Snapchat doesn't even work and you just have to (laughs) give him a little extra hug and sit with him a little longer until he gets distracted and starts to think about something else. And I also try to do that a lot too. Like if they're so upset beside themselves, like trying to get their brain focused on something else. Yes. Hey, do you see something round in this room? Or just like simple things that they will be able to pick out to discuss to do something that they're interested in right and with some kids I know this isn't necessarily true of your nanny kids but with some kids if I have breakfast ready if I have to wake them up but like breakfast is ready that's a huge help of Mm -hmm. like we can get right down to eating yeah. <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of times it's a lot of things. They miss their parents. Right. They're still sleepy and they're starving. Yeah. Because it's been 12 hours since yeah. they've eaten. So that is helpful. Yeah. Um, I say that about Leah's nanny kids. They don't like to eat. They don't. Food is not <laughs> they would a really play. big incentive for no. them. No. Um, I can't bribe them with that. <laughs> but for some kids, it's a huge incentive. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, just depending on, yeah. on your nanny kids. But the things that I heard on the Facebook groups over and over again was having a routine, mm-hmm. which can get tricky because sometimes there's not a routine. Sometimes right. family situations are such that it's going to be leaving different at every day. a different every day. But you can still have a routine for when the parents are leaving and communicating with the parents about that of like, before you leave, like we've been having some issues with that, that leaving time. Yeah. So let's make a routine that stays the same every time. So a family that I've nannied for in the past, they did, they would do a hug and a kiss and then they would draw a heart 
on their daughter's hands and kiss it and then leave right after that. And so then when the child missed their parents, they could look at the heart on their hand and it's like a secret thing for them too of they can like hold it. Um, And so that was really helpful um, and a good routine a successful routine that I have seen parents employ that's really great I also think it's important to when you have routines in place like that to make it just that routine and Mm -hmm. then you're out the door because I've also been around families that the child doesn't want them to leave so they'll come back Mm. inside the house to do another hug and another kiss and I'm like you just need to leave right? because it's not going to get any easier. Right. Like once they know that you're going to come back, they'll try to make you come back every time. Right. And it and it does. It slows it down. And then they're late for work. And yep. Like, <laughs> and then they're stressed and you're yeah, stressed. And, and then the kid's still upset. But then they know that's kind of like their little manipulation game that they know that you're not going to leave right when you say you're going to leave. Right. You'll come back in for that extra hug. Which also thinking about it this way of if you can keep your word that you are going to leave when you say you're going mm-hmm. to leave, you'll keep your word that you're going to come, come back, back right. at the end of the day. Right. And so to... Uh, explain that to the parents, which I know sometimes uh, as nannies, it's difficult to do, but we are professionals yeah, and we have done this with a lot of times, many, many different kids. Yeah, And so telling the parents, like, these are the things that I have seen work. And, uh, you know, what do you think that we could do in this house that would work for this house? And would help with this situation because it's it's very difficult in the mornings. Yeah, and I will say that even the coming back to give the extra hug or the extra kiss, it doesn't affect the child's emotions once you're actually gone. Like they're still no, going to act yeah. the same whether you've given them one kiss or whether you've given them seven. Right. Like so, yeah. Yeah. I also have in the past with kids that, you know, have that really big explosion of emotions Mm -hmm. right when the parents are leaving. And then two minutes later, they're fine. Exactly. Um, And I understand as a parent, that's got to be one of the hardest things in the world to see and to leave your child in a state of distress like that. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's over in two minutes. And then I always send a picture of them doing, yeah, them like having moved on. And I'm like, we're all good here. Like, I know that was tough. Yeah, exactly. But being there for the parent too, Mm -hmm. I think is important. Oh yeah. Reinforcing. That's that's why they don't leave right on time. Yeah. That worker working parent guilt for sure, Mm -hmm. which I totally get. But right. Yeah. I also, um, I used to teach at goldfish swim school Mm -hmm. and something that they really do well there. I think because a lot of kids are very nervous about swimming, which makes sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me throw you in this <laughs> giant tub of water. Exactly. Although I will say, like, shout out to Goldfish. They are one of the safest swimming oh, facilities. Awesome. Uh, and they're Ellis trained, which is uh like above CPR, oh, like above great. Uh, Red Cross. It's they've never had a drowning. That's awesome, Ellis. Anyway, shout out to that. But. Ooh. In their program, they will be like, you like you have to leave. So they have a deck teacher who's like responsible for running kind of errands. Mm-hmm. And it is the deck teacher's job to be like, I will help your child transition into class, but you need to oh, that's awesome. To get off the deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's and really to great. do that gently. But 
I was watching the other day as they did this and the child was like holding on to like different articles of clothing as they like ripped him away, which is so hard and painful. But the mom did it and I was like from afar really proud of her. And then the kid was fine. Because out of sight, out of mind, like if you don't see your parent, you're not going to cry. This is why like when children fall down and get hurt, they look around to see if someone has seen it. Right. If somebody has seen it, they'll start crying. If nobody's seen it, they'll pick themselves up and walk away. Yeah. Because they're like, I'd rather be playing than just crying for no one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, that I think is is really important to communicate to the parents yes. that a routine and just like do the routine and then you have to leave and you have to be gone. Yeah. Make sure you got all your mm-hmm. stuff gathered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because if you come back, even because you forgot something, right. Then we got to do it all over again. Yeah. And, and actually I have a situation too, where the parents leave at different times, oh. which also makes things a little different. Um, some of the times it's better because then we can, get going and get out of the house and mm-hmm. then it's just a run upstairs and say goodbye right um before we leave so that makes it a little easier because then the kid has to say goodbye right. the kid is off doing something fun and has to leave um but other times they're coming down to take the child to school and it's just like the staggered school start times so right that's a little hard too because then because you know at that age he's four he can't tell time right so like I have to <laughs> it's kind of sad but I have to talk time to him in terms of tv shows uh-huh so i'll be like daddy's gonna be down in one tv show <laughs> so you know how long that is <laughs> like, yeah what can we fit into one tv show i'll give you five options and like mm-hmm. you get to pick what we're gonna do but yep. and then once he i knows talk he's in down, tv show yeah, times too that's the only like time frame they know I right think. i agree or like because they do goldfish classes uh i can say that's like, good it's one goldfish class yeah because they're half an hour. Yeah, that's good too. Which is a little longer than your standard TV sure. show. Sure. Yeah. Um, but but with commercials. Yeah, with commercials. Yeah. We don't watch commercials anymore. <laughs> I know. Who does that? Fast <laughs> forward through that. Yeah. Or just it's just recorded. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's that's a really good point too of like that staggered mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. Um, luckily, most of the parents that I've worked for. Have left um, at the same time. Yeah, have left at the same time or they work from home. So they just go upstairs when yeah. it's time. But one thing, so I put out some feelers on some of the Facebook groups yeah. and Mary Morales Calderon, which I, it's a wonderful name. <laughs> and I looked it up on pronunciation. I really hope I said it right, Mary. If I didn't, I'm sorry. It sounds dope. Um, <laughs> that's the problem with going from a... a reading a visual medium to an auditory medium. Um, But anyway, she said that with uh, preschool and older children, what she would do is get a book, a brand new to those kids book for every day. And so that was part of their routine was that the parents would leave and then they, and then they would get to read the new book. Um, and she said she pulled from her own collection, but she was also like the library, like Chicago public library is full of books and any library is, I mean, I walk in there and I just am overwhelmed with how many children's books there are. Mm -hmm. Um, so that one is, I think just a really great idea. I love that. 
She also mentioned that she would sometimes theme it. And so like with holidays or something that like was happening in their lives that she would bring in books about that. Which I think is such a good idea. That is such a good idea. Um, the one of the kids I nanny, when I drive them home from like physical activities, he's been really into like asking me these really big questions. <laughs> so this would be a oh, good boy. thing to do because like like he asked me what a king is the other oh day my gosh. and like why doesn't America have a king and I just it's a good question I know they're really good questions and so we uh are going to the library to research it you know I answered as best I could yeah. but we're gonna learn more because I was thinking about the difference between like a king and a fairy tale and a modern day king is yes. huge totally S- total sidebar but it was a fascinating thing so to bring in books that answer questions that are yeah, already on their minds um, for sure. I think really engages them in a in an awesome fun way I think that's also a really great way to get books more involved in their lives too because yes. when the children that I nanny were much younger like that used to be an activity for us is reading mm-hmm. but now there's so much other stimulation that they have toys iPad TV whatever even though their screen time is like set at a certain amount of time but just they don't prefer books. They will right. not choose books as an activity. So like they know that nap time and like time before bed is book time. Mm-hmm. So they associate it with like they have to go to bed. Right. So bringing books back in as like a recreational activity is such a great idea. And a like beginning of day activity. Beginning of day, yes. Get your mind moving, get it working, get you thinking about yeah. things. I love that. And if you are going to do an activity uh, that – like go to the zoo, you could bring in a book mm-hmm. that like preps them to for the day ahead. Yeah, for yeah. the day ahead. So you could do like a rhinoceros book, and then when you go to the zoo and you visit the rhinoceroses, they rhinoceri. Rhino- I think it's rhinoceroses. I, I think so too. Um, <laughs> Octopi. <laughs> Octopi. Rhinoceroses. <laughs> yes. Um, but they can like you can then talk about what you read that morning. Yeah. So such a good idea, that Mary. That's great. Thank you, Mary. Um, I think that I will be using that, Me even well. though my kids don't have separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's still a fun thing for them. Yeah. It gets their day moving. I which like we it. sometimes have trouble with mm-hmm. because, like, again, they don't have a sense of time. Right. So when I do make plans with them, they don't understand that we got to get moving throughout right. the day. Like. They just think, oh, I've got like eight hours before we have to do that one thing. No. Yeah. Eight hours in the day is over, my friend. (laughs) Gotta (laughs) get moving. We gotta go. Yeah. And then another resource uh, that we've actually already done an episode about, Mm -hmm. but it's one of the best things I've ever used for um, separation anxiety, particularly, um, is the magic box, which I think is episode three, maybe four. Definitely early on. Definitely early on. And I won't go too much into it, but Katie Leineke developed this uh, system for kids that she nannied that were having separation anxiety where every day after their parents leave, they get to open the magic box and inside was a game or a toy or a clue as to what they were going to do with their day. So like passes to a museum or like the library card or Mm -hmm. something like that. Something exciting about their day, which is a similar idea to the book idea. Yeah. But, um, but a little different spin on it. So right. if you want to know more about that, go listen to the Magic Box episode because it's a really good one. Yeah. And just more tools like that to get kids excited about starting their day. Because when their parents are leaving, 
it makes them distraught right distressed (laughs) and you need to pull them out of that yes yeah for sure those are great yeah so then let's transition (laughs) to the end of the day which I find a trickier transition period some things right away that I have over my years of nannying discovered are having that communication log so that you're not having to spend 15 minutes just mm-hmm. telling the parent like what they pooped at noon yes. and yes. they didn't eat very many carrots today yeah. and things like that. So having that communication log already in place that you're filling out throughout the day mm-hmm. has like made my transition times yeah. way better. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't we don't do a log, um, but I do give updates throughout the day, which mm. is basically the same thing. Yeah. I'm just not writing it down to have you know forever. Um, <laughs> but but I do think that the end of the day is the hardest time, especially because it's the end of the day and the kids are wiped. And yeah, like, no matter what happened, no matter if they had like a full nap or not, it's you know everyone's hungry, everyone's tired, everyone just wants to watch TV and like zone out. Right. And that's the, it is the hardest time of the day. And I feel bad that that's when the parents are getting them back, you know, right. is, so you don't want them to be like complete and utter monsters when they're going back to their parents who haven't seen them all day because then the parents have to discipline and then they feel like they're the bad guy. Right. And that you've had them all day and they've been all nice. And, and I've had several times where their, their mom is usually the one that gets home first. She'll ask me like, have they been like this all day? And I have to like, you know, tell her, no, they haven't, (laughs) but also, you know, they're tired and we do things differently. So like they know some things that they can get away with, with me, they can't get away with their mom or vice versa. So I feel like it's also the transition for them in their little child minds of like, who do I have to like set my mind for? Like, what can I do right now that someone is going to let me do this or not let me do this, that kind of thing. So it is hard, but I feel like it also is important in the same respect as you did in the morning to have the routine for you as the nanny. Yes. Whereas like you're only going to be there for a certain amount of time when their parents get home, you're going to update them on whatever needs to be updated, kiss them, hug them, high five them, whatever it is, and then get out the door. And the same thing, like say you're going to leave and leave. Yes. So that their parents have the same transition that you did in the morning. Right. Which is a good common courtesy but then also is really good to help you get out the door Mm -hmm. because we know (laughs) yeah as nannies we love our nanny charges but yeah you're also ready to go you're ready to go especially on those like 10 11 Mm -hmm. 12 hour days yep and I've had like several times where I'll have said goodbye to them and Mm -hmm. they've not realized it or heard it or weren't paying attention and I leave and then I get a phone call Oh no! and the child is just screaming bloody murder because he didn't get to say goodbye. Even though he did, he just didn't remember it. Right. So I've had to like, you know, switch up my transitions with like, you know, specifically for each kid so that they know huh. that I'm giving them their special time to say goodbye now with the older one, he's been getting into gymnastics. We do like these little flips with him. He gets to do a fast flip, a slow flip, and then a normal flip. <laughs> That's adorable. A big giant hug, and then I'm out the door. The other one doesn't want to give me the time of day. He'll just nod oh, wow. his head. Goodbye. <laughs> he's like, see, see, you, see you tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, I 
that that's such a good thing to to do is have that routine yeah. and i i probably need a little bit more of that in my nanny yeah I'm realizing as we talk. Yeah, yeah. Something else that someone suggested on one of the Facebook groups is that um, they would do a routine with the kids before the parents even got home. So like every day at five o'clock, they would clean everything up, Mm -hmm. do a general cleanup, and then get the coloring stuff out and just color until the parents got home. and I, that's a really great idea. Yeah. I do wonder, with my kids, I have a feeling that they would get bored yeah. with that a little bit. But I think you could change up that activity. Yeah. Maybe even like Monday is coloring, Tuesday yeah. is we read a book. That's that's also good based off of the children that I nanny go to like a preschool or well, one of them still does. One of them's in kindergarten. But at that school, they at a certain time, they have the same thing where like everything gets cleaned up and mm-hmm. then you have like two or three stations open oh yeah that you can choose which one you want to do but only those three that's a good idea um, which is another that based off of that but that's like what they do at school so transferring that to their home would be even better yeah so that they still have the same kind of routine that they're going through and then if they are involved in that you have a little bit more time to talk to the parents yeah. about anything that happened that needs to be reported. Definitely. Because sometimes the communication log, you're like, this is too much to write. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they fell, but they didn't really get hurt. Right. <laughs> I'll just tell you the story when you get here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think another thing that um, the mom used to do, again, she gets home before the dad does a lot, but um, she used to do this a lot when they were little, which I think helped a lot, was that she would also transition from being like, I was just at work to now I'm home with you in my play clothes also. Yes. And now like, you know that I'm settling in for the evening. I'm not going anywhere. Now is our family time, mm-hmm. which I think helped a lot, uh, especially when they were younger. Yeah. Because then, you know, they could play on mommy and not have to like worry about jewelry or nice clothes or like getting food places. And so I think that's another. Yeah. Some nanny families I've worked for do that as well. Mm-hmm. They're like, do you mind staying while yeah. I change? And I'm like, no, not at all. Please like, do please that. do. Yeah. And then I think that that routine helps with the the monster effect mm-hmm. of like when the parents yeah. get home. And I've seen it time and time again on the nanny groups that it's like they were angels all day and then the parents get home and they're monsters. So some advice that I have for that is make sure they are fed. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that afternoon snack time is really important. And I have uh, nannied for kids that don't necessarily want that afternoon snack. Yeah. But I, I cannot stress enough what a difference it makes yeah. to to just be like, you got to pick something. Yeah. Pick a fruit. Yes. <laughs> There's lots here. Yeah. Let's do and it. And I even do dinner with the family. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that if, if they're not have eaten already, they're eating when she gets there, which I actually right. prefer because then she's able to sit with them at the table, talk to yes. them about their day while they're focused on eating instead of playing or doing whatever else they're doing. Yeah. Um, which has been a huge help. That is, that's a really... Yeah, but definitely having the food in their belly. Yeah. And like if they're tired, maybe doing a little, not like actual nap downtime, but like, yeah, a rest or like something more quiet, Mm -hmm. like coloring or Mm -hmm. reading a book or something like that right before the parents get home so that they're not 
just wound exhausted. Yeah. Um, yeah, or wound up if they have been running around like crazy and then the parents get home and they want to ask them about their day yeah. and the kids are like, no, I'm running. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do think having like for that time frame mm-hmm. that the parents are probably coming home to have that. Now, that is another thing that is a little tricky is sometimes parents don't get home at the same time right. every day or um, or you have no idea when they're coming home. And so something that I have done with that is that I will often ask the parent, can you text me when you leave work? Mm-hmm. Um, so if it is if transition times at the end of day are somewhat problematic, then I will say, can you text me when you're leaving work so that we can like start our routine to help transition? Yeah, that's great. Out Mm -hmm. of the day. And the parent was totally fine with it. Yeah. um, And understood and was grateful that I asked for that. So that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. To help with that transition. And then instead of them like asking, when is mom going to be home? When is dad going to be home? They know, and you can get them excited about when they actually do start to get home. Yes. You can say they're headed home. It'll be about 20 something exciting before they get here. Yeah. 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 Let's make them a car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. Um, or them at the door. Right. Yeah. 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 Do go look out the window? Are they there? Yeah. Things like that. And then there's also when the kids don't want you to leave. And that's such a tricky situation. That is the trickiest, I think. Because it potentially hurts the parents' Mm -hmm. feelings. Although I'm sure that they're happy that their kids love you so much. But there's potential that they they could be jealous or or hurt by the fact that their kids would rather yeah spend time with the nanny and i feel like a lot of that is so it's the same, i feel like a lot of these transitions in the morning and the evening are the same they're just kind of flipped mm-hmm. so i was where in the morning the child only wants their parents right and their parents do such a good job of deferring some of those decisions and some of those tasks to the, to you as mm-hmm. the nanny in the same way, you kind of have to do that in the evening. Like, yes, you you know, and I feel like it's it's less hurtful for you in the evening to do right. that. Whereas, like in the morning, the parents don't want it; they want to do everything. They want their child to want them, right? Of course. So then, when it happens in the evening, you just kind of deferring those decisions and those tasks. Like a lot of times, the kids will ask me, "Am I done eating?" And when the parents home, even though I did the whole dinner routine, mm-hmm. I'll say, well, let's see what mommy thinks or like, you know, ask your mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even just deferring those decisions to to the parent, they know that I'm not in charge anymore. Right. And that I'm not going to be there. So like that helps start the transition to me because then the mom's going to make all or the dad is going to make all the decisions. And right. Like, I'm not there anymore to do that with you. Yes. So I think I that, like is that is very a, helpful. Yeah, it's a little bit helpful. But yeah, that is a really tricky time. And then also, I think knowing that on the flip side, as nannies, they might stop crying two seconds after we leave, you know? Yes. Like yeah. keeping that in mind right. that we've been on the other side. So we know that sometimes it is just, it's hard. Yeah. Change is hard. Yeah. And I try to make it because they're not my children. They're not my flesh and blood. I try to make it as casual as possible. Like, right. oh, don't worry. Like, I'm going to be here tomorrow. We're going to have yeah. so much fun. It's going to be great. Like, don't even cry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Sometimes I uh, tell them to think about uh, something for us to do tomorrow yeah, that's or good. to, um, like, 
can you think about this for me tonight and then we'll talk about it more yeah, tomorrow. Like remember that question that you had today? Like I'm going to go kings. do some research. Yeah. Like you go do some research and maybe you can ask your mom and dad what they think. We'll pull our resources together. And right. Yeah, that's good. Get them excited about the next day. Yeah. And then having a routine for you leaving mm-hmm. uh, is also, so wave to me from the window yep. or like high five, you know, booty shake, yep. and then I'm out. Then I'm out the door. Here's my honk. You heard it. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that is, is really important and something that sometimes we as nannies forget that we're also, they love us. Yeah. We're caretakers yeah. too, and so that's hard for them. Yeah. And we can solve it in the same way that we encourage parents to solve it. Exactly. Is exactly. by having that routine. Um, one other aspect of end of day that I find tricky is when the kids have told you about their day Mm. uh and then when the parents ask the kids like how was your day and they just are like it was fine and they don't somebody already asked me yeah i've already i've already told all the details yeah and so something that i've done to help combat that is encouraging the kids to come up with three things that they want to tell their dad or their mom, whoever gets home first, about their day. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I find that two, they can do, you know, the the best part of their day, worst Worst part of their day. day. Um, But then having them come up with that third one really pushes them to dig a little deeper. Yeah, no, that's good. (laughs) Um, I like that because a lot of times I'll try to get the kids to talk about their day right away because I know that once they're home and once we've started a new activity, it's just completely gone. Like a lot of the time when I ask, they've already forgotten about what's happened in their day. (laughs) Yeah. So I have to try to like ask specific questions to get it out of them. And you know, a lot of the times like the schools will update the families on what they Mm -hmm. did that day, which is super helpful. But to get details and stuff, I'll ask the kids so that I know so that by the time their parents come home, I can kind of give them like prep questions like, right. well, did you tell mom about this specific thing? Or like, did you tell dad that you went here on a field trip? And yeah, just to help that along. But I like the specific asking three questions or like wanting three things to say to your parents is really good. That's yeah. super helpful. And uh, with the with the specific questions idea, yes, we talked last week about uh, about asking very specific questions not how is your day Mm -hmm. um to make those those bids for an invitation into their day um so there's a list that i will have already posted or i will (laughs) post at this point um of different questions to ask instead of how is your day yeah um that are like who did you play with yeah what books did you read did you go down the slide at all today did you play outside or inside? Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes with the weather in Chicago, yeah. I'm like, I honestly yeah. don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on when Did you're... Did we dress you right for the day? <laughs> yeah, because that's also good feedback that yeah. I need to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, things like that. And so asking more specific questions. Yeah. If you know that they like get a different job. Some of the kids mm-hmm. I nanny go to a Montessori school and so yeah. they have different jobs that they're in charge of. So what's your what was your job today? Yeah. Things like that. I like to do things like that too that are specific about me. If I can't get them to open up, mm-hmm. I'll start to say things about my day like 
I saw early in the morning a baby bird in a bird's nest. Isn't that so cool? Like, what was something cool that you saw today? Like, yeah. even if it wasn't in your school, something outside. But um, leading by example. Yeah. So that the they're like, ways. okay, well, she told me about her day. Fine. I'll give her something. <laughs> I'll give her a morsel. Fine. But that's all you get. <laughs> and then I'm playing with Legos. Don't ask Goodbye. anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. Is there anything else that you can think of about uh, end of day transition? Really. I feel like a lot of it is, you know, I defer to the parents a lot on mm-hmm. decisions and things Especially like that. end of day. I like that mm-hmm. philosophy. Yeah. Just to... So that they know that, you know, I know that you're in control Mm -hmm. and so do the kids. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because we expect that courtesy from the parents. Exactly. Um, And so I I think giving that back is really great. And I feel like separation anxiety is going to be good because it shows like these kids have emotions. They Mm -hmm. love you. They love us. It's all good. We're all here for the same reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're all here to support the kids. Yeah. So, well, wonderful. Well, if you are listening to this and have an idea or a question about something that we said, please email in to chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. And Nania is spelled N-A-N-N-Y-A. Um, I would love to answer any questions or if you have a cute story from a transition time that maybe didn't go exactly right, but <laughs> it ended up being funny. Um, I would love to hear those stories too. You can also visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Chronicles of Nania will get you there every time. I think the Twitter handle is technically Nania Podcast, but if you type in Chronicles of Nania, <laughs> it's the only one. It's the only one. <laughs> um, and so we end each episode with a fun story or a quote from the kids we nanny. And this week, uh, Karen, who has been on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, group chatted Leah and I. So I'm going to share her story because it's too cute. And her little one has definitely been the source of these stories and quotes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you guess exactly which ones, but <laughs> they're pretty great. So apparently her nanny kid, who is two? Almost three. Yeah, almost three. Two, yeah. yeah, two, almost three, <laughs> started, started yelling, ah! And Taryn said, what? And she goes, there's a bug. And Taryn goes, oh, that's fine. He's really small and he won't hurt you. And this little girl goes, but this is not his home. He snuck in here. I'll get him with my shoe. And then Taryn, trying to encourage empathy, Mm -hmm. was like, don't hurt him. He's so small and he's scared of you and you're much bigger. And the little girl got it. She She said, okay, I guess that's mean to squish him with my shoe. (laughs) It is. It's mean to squish anyone with your shoe. Yeah, but especially a little bug that can't defend itself. I know. I love that too. Yeah. (laughs) This is not his home. He snuck it in here. (laughs) I, I also get that feeling of like, out in nature, oh, yes. that's your territory, yes. little bugs. But when but you're when in my home, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, I don't squish them with my shoe. I no. do try to get them outside. Yes, if I can. If I can, but... Sometimes uh, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. Sorry. I, my, Sorry, spider. My mom is a second grade teacher, and she's had lizards oh, for quite a bit of time. And so sometimes we'll put the bugs in there, depending yeah. on what bug it is, because I don't want to well. kill the lizard. Right. But yeah. if it's like a cricket... yeah. Did you get crickets in the classroom? Uh, yeah. I guess she did have that happen one time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, Tennessee. Good old Tennessee. Yep, that's where Great. I'm from. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, oh, Leah. Thank you. This, this was, was a blast. So much as fun. always. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.